You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Sarah's away today. We are continuing our international series, and today we head to Germany. Looking forward to sharing another wonderful story with you of one of our missionaries serving internationally. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining me today, the Reverend Gary Shushke, serving the Lord in Germany. Pastor Shushke, thanks so much for being my guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you, Andy. It's a privilege to be with you today. I am looking forward to having a, a great chat with you. I think this is the first time that we've gotten to, to chat together on the Coffee Hour, and so excited to learn your story and share it with our listeners as well. Let's start with how the Lord brought you to serve in Germany and uh, how the Lord brought you to serve internationally. Uh, Very good. Thank you. Uh, It's interesting. I definitely say it was the Lord at work. After I finished the seminary, I had the privilege of being called as pastor at St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Oviedo, Florida, where I served for 18 years. During that time, a daughter of our congregation was completing her certification as a DCE, and she was actually assigned her DCE internship for the parish I serve now at Trinity in Frankfurt, Germany. And then they called her back as DCE. During her time there, my predecessor, the previous pastor, went back to the U.S. on home service, and so she arranged to have me invited over for a couple of Sundays to to serve in the chancel, and I guess they must have remembered me, because when it came time to look for their next pastor, they contacted me, and here I am now. Wow, what a what a blessing to to have a, a little bit of a preview and then be called back to serve there in Frankfurt. So tell us about the community of Frankfurt where you serve. What what have you been learning about Frankfurt? Well, it's actually a very amazing community. And if you don't mind, I'll tell you about the church at the same time. Our congregation, Trinity Lutheran Church in Frankfurt, Germany, was established in 1950. At that time, was predominantly serving U.S. military families. We had quite a few bases in the Frankfurt area then. But later, the Berlin Wall came down, and we started closing our bases in this area. But at exactly that time, Frankfurt, you might say, was being repurposed. It was then that they placed the Central Bank for the European Union here in our city. And all of a sudden, people began coming to Frankfurt literally from all over the world uh, to work in banking or work in support services for banking. Uh, There are so many people from other countries in Frankfurt right now that it is a true story if I tell you, if you are natively German and you live in Frankfurt, you're a minority. We have 51% of our greater area of Frankfurt all have foreign passports. And interestingly enough, part of that population is a large group of people in our area who speak little to no German, but do speak English. And so that's the population that we serve, English speakers, sometimes even second and third language English speakers. Right now in our worshiping community, we have people from 20 different nations at present. I like to say it's like Revelation 7. You look out from the (laughs) chancel of the church and you see people from every tribe and language and nation and people. But it's also Pentecost all over again. Many of our members come to us from countries where it's difficult to hear the gospel or maybe very difficult for missionaries to go. But they're able to come here. 
hear the gospel from us and then take that gospel back home or take it on to the next place that they are posted or stations. We really do see a continuing mission outreach as one of our blessings here. Hmm. So you have days that seem like Pentecost or days like Revelation with so many different tribes and tongues represented. Hopefully you don't have too many days that seem like the Tower of Babel, though. Sometimes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) With so many different languages and, and so many different tribes represented there. So share with us how you've been learning about the culture and the people you serve. What, wow, what a, a big, you know, we, we, we've spoken about the United States in the past as a melting pot, but gosh, what a, a big mix you have there as well. What are some ways that you've been able to learn about the people you serve? Well, especially when I first arrived, and I'm sure every conversation you're having lately, Andy, involves COVID as well. But before Mm -hmm. COVID, having a chance to visit members in their home and to uh, learn some more of the local customs that they've had and so forth. I've learned some things by the Germans, for example. It may surprise you to discover that they're still very family-oriented, not saying that we're not or other nations are not. But a good example here is that all the stores are closed on Sundays. And even trucks are forbidden to use the Autobahn, which allows families to go see grandma on the weekend and so forth. And so I've learned a lot from them about the way that they focus on family and so forth. And it's been great to get to know our members. And with so many different cultures, it's amazing how different we are, but also how much we have in common as well. So where are you finding those those things in common among those you serve? Since you mentioned, what, 20 different backgrounds, 20 different nationalities represented in your congregation, where, where are you finding the things in common? Obviously, in, in the Word and in Christ. Tell me more about the ways that you're, that you're finding things in common. Well, and it's it's not that surprising, really, Andy. The, you discover the more you spend time with people, we have the basic things in common. Uh, we love time with our family. We love to have enjoyable evenings and good things to laugh about. And yes, we certainly have what we have in common, uh, the love we have for Jesus. And it's been wonderful to, to see a worshiping community reach out and care for each other with the word of Jesus Christ, but also caring for each other as many of them are living so far from home. It's a blessing that they can take care of one another and to kind to see them work that way. And as I say, we, we love our kids and we all love to laugh. Well, let's talk about what life is like. You mentioned the you know COVID impacting things. What is life like in Frankfurt? Is there, since there's so many different nationalities represented there, what's culture and life like in terms of food or, or other things that, that you get to experience culturally there? Well, it's interesting. I'll give you a good example. There's a longstanding tradition here. Of course, Thanksgiving is not a holiday in Germany, but we (laughs) Americans have brought it with us. So the tradition in our congregation, the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend, is to have a big Thanksgiving potluck dinner, which I did get to experience my first year. And if you can imagine for a moment, you're at a table where you have turkey and stuffing and potatoes, but there's also German foods and there's Asian foods and plenty of good Indian curry as well. The chance to try all of those things. And before COVID, we could still have coffee hour. You never knew quite what would be coming in there for coffee hour. So it's been neat to see. Just yesterday, I was working with a group of young people and we began sort of the icebreaker, if you will, about favorite foods. And it was neat to hear the kids talk about, yes, they love Christmas, but the foods they know for Christmas are very different maybe than the ones that we are familiar with. 
So tell us about the ways that you get to serve. You get to serve in a congregation, and you mentioned it's a bit unique in that it's an English-speaking congregation. Tell us more about how you get to serve in Frankfurt, Germany. It's actually very traditional. We are able to regular worship services, which we have been able to resume. Of course, we were out during COVID, but as of last May, we resumed doing worship services together again. And one of the things that we do, we have many foci here in the congregation, and one of them is to uh, be able to take care of one another as you're looking at families that are raising uh, their kids far from home. And so trying to provide many of the things that some of your listeners had when they were raising their families. If you think about it, if your corporation sends you to serve overseas, they don't do that when you're 70. Uh, they do that when you're in your 30s and 40s and you're raising your kids. So things like Sunday school and youth programs and other ministries for children are truly a blessing. And it's been a blessing to be able to provide that and see the kids grow as well uh, through those same kinds of ministries. In addition, we have many of the things you'd expect. Uh, we have a choir and other music ministries. We do also have handbells, which are very common in the U.S., but actually not very well known in Germany. So we've actually, our handbell group has actually toured around the Baltic region of Germany and was even written up two years ago in the main Frankfurt paper. It's very much a unique ministry we provide to the community. How would you say your ministry here in the U.S. prepared you for the ways you're given to serve in Germany? Well, in actual fact, as I considered this call, I was actually raised in the mountains of Colorado. And as I look at how it is a mountain boy found himself serving in Germany, I got to look and see the many blessings I've had. I was actually a Lutheran teacher before I went to seminary, and I was able to complete my student teaching at the Hong Kong International School. Oh, wow. Then when I was in the seminary, I was able to go as an exchange student uh, to Westfield House in Cambridge, England for a year. Uh, that's actually when I did a great deal of traveling and began to appreciate more of what our world has to offer. During my time at St. Luke's, I was given the rare privilege of going to teach Bible workshops in Russia. I spent a week teaching in Moscow and a week teaching in Novosibirsk and also had the wonderful privilege of leading short-term mission trips to Sloka, Latvia. I did that 10 times and have, I believe, some lifelong friends now from those experiences. And as I considered the possibility of coming to serve a congregation far from home, I realized that God had been using all of those things, I hope, to prepare me for the ministry I have here now. Hmm. So what are some of the challenges that you faced in the last year? How... And remind me again, how long you've been in Frankfurt? I will be, January will be three years for me now. So the majority of this time has really been impacted by the pandemic. It sounds like the majority of your time there. Yes, so, Andy, it certainly has been. I've been telling people, I thank God he let me be here for a full year before COVID came. So at least I had some idea how the ministries work. But yes, since that time, it's been a kind of learning as we've all been learning new ways to do that. I had a chance to listen when you interviewed my colleague, Pastor Christian Teves from the parish in Kaiserslautern, which is about 70 miles from here. And he and I had some similar observations. I think like most parishes, we began to reach out via the internet to make sure our services were available to our members and to reach out into the world. And now as the COVID restrictions are coming down some, people are coming back to church. But unfortunately here in Europe, the numbers keep climbing again. So we're not sure what other restrictions will be in place. And so we're going to continue actually to offer using the online services. 
And we've also had a wonderful silver lining. I truly have to say the challenges of COVID, but also the blessings. Our services on the internet have actually continued to be viewed all over the world. It's not a rare thing for us on a Sunday to have more viewers in India than we have in Germany. So we're still able to continue to reach out that way. One other actually very joyful challenge, since we've had worship starting last May, we have had some new families join us. This community is very fluid. People are here often for about three years, and then their firm moves them somewhere else and someone else moves in. So we've had some new families that moved in during this time. And now some of our members for 30 years or more are coming back after the COVID time. And in some ways, we have the joyful challenge of bringing two congregations together. And we're happily working on that. Wow. And I want to learn more about the the ways that you get to collaborate with others and partner with others to carry out uh, the work that the Lord has given you in Frankfurt, Germany. We're talking with Reverend Gary Shushke, serving the Lord in Germany. We have more to share in the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Today we are in Germany. Well, I'm not physically there in Germany, but uh, the Reverend Gary Shushke is. Uh, we're sharing his story with you today on our international series here on The Coffee Hour. Pastor Shushke, you shared with us some some great stories before about learning and, and serving in Germany. And you mentioned, you referenced a few others that you get to serve alongside. Tell me about those you get to, to partner with and serve with in Frankfurt, Germany to carry out the Lord's work there. One wonderful blessing we have here, the seminary for the SCLC, SELK rather, the, our local sort of sister church in Germany, if you will. Their seminary at Oberursel is only about 20 miles away from us here. And so I've had the chance to provide for some field work for some of their students. And you'd asked me a few moments ago about what happened when COVID came. God gave me a wonderful blessing. A young student from South Africa was just beginning his internship with me. That was Ash Wednesday. And he was here then for that time of transition. It was great to have a younger fellow help me figure out how to set up online channels and do that sort of thing. And then we were able to continue to serve together, working out ways to provide services as well as devotions and things for our community. Since that time, I've also worked with an American student who's a student of that seminary, and he is able to, we're making plans, if you will, finally to serve in Germany. And he was also able to help us during our time of working through that first advent of COVID time. We do also work uh, closely with our sister parish in Kaiserslautern, as I mentioned. In fact, I was there just recently, and we've been talking about, you know, our world has, has been shaken up so much by what's going on in Afghanistan. And there are many refugees that have come here to this area, and we're looking at ways we might be able to assist them uh, in needs they might have, ways we can care, perhaps gathering items they need and so forth. 
We also did that recently with a local organization. I'm sure you are aware in the news in June, Germany and areas in Europe suffered a great deal of flooding and we were able to gather in supplies and help to care for families and children with things that were needed at that time. Hmm. So it really sounds like you, you get to serve with a, a number of people to carry out the Lord's work there. How have you seen the Lord providing in the midst of the challenges, especially in the midst of COVID? You mentioned just having uh, some help learning the technology to be able to reach people. Tell us more about how you see the Lord providing for you as you serve in Germany. Again, we've had some wonderful opportunities just to all of us learning some new skills and whatnot. And I've been amazed, for example, when we began to do online services, it was the seminarian and me. We were standing behind the altar. We stacked a bunch of handbell cases up in front of the altar and put our camera on that. And that was our first broadcast. And that during that week, one of our members contacted me. He happens to work or did for the Frankfurt International School in Oberursel. And he says, Pastor, you may not know this, but I'm actually in charge of video technology. Would you mind if I sort of took over doing our recording and our editing and so forth? To which I said, yes, please. And thank you, Lord. And he did a very beautiful job of, of making our videos more professional, you might say, but as an extra benefit, he did a lot of photographing of the church and ringing of our bells and so forth. And many of our members indicated what a joy it was when they couldn't come to church, that they could still uh, see their church and be part of it, as, almost as if they were here. Then it was time, as happens so often here, he returned to the U.S., and one of our members from India actually stepped up and told me that he also had similar skills and interests. And so he's taken over doing the recording and providing for us in that way. God really has been amazing and in, in showing us new gifts and new ways for us to work together. That is just beautiful to see how the Lord provides in ways like that. Uh, when you have people with those you know, unique gift sets and, and, and skill sets to, to be able to step up and serve. And when they have a willing heart too, to, to step up and use those skills, that's fantastic. Absolutely. What do you hope for, what do you hope to see in the coming year that hopefully as things we, we hope will improve with the pandemic and uh, open up some doors, what are you hoping for in the coming year? We're hoping to actually be able to continue both kinds of ministry. Obviously, I am excited uh, to see this possibility of bringing these sort of two congregations together and seeing how God might use us to continue to reach out to the world and how we might all work together in that. We are, as I mentioned, also still planning to continue providing our services online for those that are watching from all around the world. That's been such a blessing to us. But yes, we are hoping, honestly, to be able to get back to some of the plans we had for uh, doing more community outreach and things of that nature that sort of had to wait during the COVID time. And also for seeing, I think all congregations, and not just ours, but all around the world, will see new ways that God is going to use us as we continue to uh, get back out there and care for one another and also welcome new folks to church on a Sunday. How can we follow and stay up to date on the Lord's work where you're given to serve in Frankfurt? Probably the, the best way to do that, and I'm sure you're fairly aware of this, but simply taking advantage of the LCMS website, uh, excellent, excellent information available on the international missions area of the website. You could find me and also find uh, Trinity Frankfurt there as well. And if your listeners are interested, I'd be delighted to have you sign up to receive the newsletters that I send out uh, each month telling more about what's happening here. And I'll especially be happy to have you do that because there's a prayer list on there uh, every month as well of particular prayer needs that we have here. 
Very good. We'll share the link to your page on lcms.org as well. Guessing some might not know how to spell shushki. So <laughs> we'll share that link uh, so they can find you as well. It's uh, S-C-H-U-S-C-H-K-E. Is that right? That is correct. If you had taken confirmation with me, it's the first question on the first quiz every year. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you still get to, to teach confirmation instruction where you're serving now? Yes, we do, actually. It's it's a wonderful example of what it's like serving here. Last year, we had three boys in the class, two Americans, neither of whom had ever lived in America. That's very typical of the expat <laughs> community we have here, and one young man from India. And the instruction takes place in English, but whenever they had to do some collaborating together, that always took place in German. So you have kids that are, are speaking two and three languages, and I have the privilege of doing that in a team. There are actually four of us. There's another gentleman from the U.S. that, that actually sort of coordinates the confirmation program. And then we have another teacher, a lady from America, whose husband is German. They're raising their family here. And one of our gentlemen from India who's raising his family, and we work together on the confirmation program. And it's been just a joy to hear the to work with these kids and to hear their questions and see them make that wonderful step in their personal faith journey. Hmm. Now, you mentioned earlier that there are so many people from all, all around the globe and so many different cultures and nationalities there. And, and, and as you were speaking about your students in confirmation, the, the, the class is taught in English, but when they, they chat, they usually chat in German. Are there um, other international schools in the community? What are, what are the languages that most of the students work in, you know, high school students or maybe even younger or older students as well? Are, are they in international schools where they're taught mostly in German or in other languages? Actually, most of the schools here, there are international schools. The, the Frankfurt International School I mentioned to you, they do instruction in English. Otherwise, almost all the schools here do their instruction in German. And I noticed that even when the small kids are running around coffee hour, they're usually chattering away in German because it's the language they all have in common. At the same time, I'm so impressed with the young people here because they are learning more than one language. Our Indian students, for example, usually take a Tamil or other classes outside of school in addition to their studies. And I've often wondered and prayed how God might use these young people that are, are learning two and three and four languages in some cases, how he could use them in the mission field someday. That's amazing. Well, Pastor, we we want to continue hearing your story. I hope you'll continue to keep in touch with us and, and share more about the Lord's work in Germany, specifically where you're given to serve in Frankfurt. Anything else you'd like for our listeners to know as we wrap up our time together today? I just want to assure you again that, yes, we are uh, working in difficult times, but I'm sure you have the same experience I do. I've seen God working so greatly in these last few years, and I, I guarantee you he's doing mighty works here in Germany, and we're honored to be a part of that. My guest today, the Reverend Gary Shushke, serving the Lord in Frankfurt, Germany. Pastor Shushke, thanks so much for being my guest on The Coffee Hour. Andy, thank you very much. It was my privilege. It was a joy to chat with you today. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.